Australia, a nation in turmoil. Rugby League, a code in crisis. But try to remain calm, green comrades. Blake and the Pork is staying on the air. We'll be here with you to help you through this difficult time and get through the challenges ahead. So, Pork, run us through the first game of the season up against the Titans. Well, it was an interesting game there, Blake. Um, I think we saw the best of the Raiders. I think we saw the worst of the Raiders. Uh, all in one game. There was plenty to be happy about. There was plenty to be... Okay, okay. Can I just stop you for a second there? If you're going to keep the mask on, it's not going to work. Uh, mate, I'm in this filthy storeroom. Do you think I'm taking the mask <laughs> off? There's no freaking chance. This place is vile. You are a cesspit of coronavirus. COVID-19 lives here. This is disgusting. Not true. Not true. Not true. Disgusting, people. It may be dirty and disgusting, but take the mask off. Come on. All right, the mask is off, people. Okay. And so are the gloves. And welcome to the third most popular Raiders uh, podcast on the internet coming to we're you. Still, we're still sticking to third most popular. Yeah, I think that's We never truth. said we were third best. We never said we were third best. We said we were third pop most popular. So, you know, that's whether or not something's the best, that's sort of in the eye of the beholder. That but really is. But based on our sort of um, online research... Yeah. We've, we've positioned ourselves as, as third most popular. Yeah, I'd say that's about right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But coming to you from the filthiest storeroom, I'm saying we're probably recording in the filthiest storeroom anyone records in. I'd say that's a fairly safe thing. Hidden somewhere in Civic, the location of which we will never tell the location of. Yes, and as, and as long as they don't lock down Civic, we're going to st still keep on recording. We'll still Indeed. be here. And, of course, we're brought to you with the very dubious support of The Greenhouse, the uh, most popular Raiders forum on the net, as well as Landspeed Records. Come in and buy your music and other paraphernalia from people who love the Raiders as much as you Yes, do. and Record Store Day, in case you don't know, we were talking about last episode. It's actually been postponed until June 20 now, but, you know, who knows what's going to be happening in June 20. We'll, we'll see. But that's the we plan. Don't. That's the plan for now. And we'll, we'll still be open until then. So, you know, support uh, small business of all types because yeah if there's no one coming in the doors and no one's spending any money uh, we don't get paid and we can't pay the rent so no it's true it's all looking very game and we have to look at uh, the coronavirus the coronavirus COVID-19 Blake will it kill the game of rugby league it's it's a tough one it's a tough one I, you know round two is guaranteed against against the Titans is it guaranteed though I think against the Titans, against the Warriors. Against I think the it is. They're it's, staying it, in the country. They're staying in the country for this one at the very least. It will go ahead. I don't think they're going to shut down those games at this stage. Uh, ScoMo's brought down the, the, the figure of the amount of people you can have in any uh, one place at a time. It's down to 100. But assuming you've just got two teams, referees and essential staff, you can keep it to under 100. And as long as they're doing the protocols and taking precautions, you know, as some people have said... The, these guys are probably safer than the rest of us who are walking around general society. You know, we're not having they're having their meals specially prepared and brought to them. They're not but going out. But it only out. takes one player, only one official. Oh well, that's and that's what's going to happen. As soon as one player or uh, team test official, and you have to put the whole team in lockdown, that's they'll it. suspend the competition. But, but should until, that then not apply to when the Warriors go home and they're effectively in lockdown? Well, now it's the, the Warriors situation seems to be changing day by day, and the latest is now that they will be staying on beyond this weekend. Geez, they must have got some incentives for that one then. But here's here's my question coming to that that like what we're now gonna see with the game played without fans, not in front of fans, is exactly what the effect of the fans are on the actual game itself. 
And, and we're going to see that. I mean, with no one there to uh, tell the ref to get them on side, yeah. they've been doing it all day. Um, will they, in fact, be on side or off side? I mean, if a tree falls in the forest, Blake, will the golden retriever ever stop eating? Will the people ever get back on side? It's interesting, isn't it? Maybe there's some sort of like interactive, you know, component. Well, you could have, and that's an interesting. You thing. push, you push a button on your Foxtel remote. Yeah, and something goes <laughs> off. It says, "Get them on side." You know, some generic abuse. Speaking of things going off, I don't know if you were at. Um, the, the game last Friday night whether you were brave enough to attend um, I don't think it's a matter of bravery when you're living with someone who's immunosuppressed my friend I don't think it's a matter of bravery anyway whether or not you were there you know the buzzer when I was not people I was at home watching on the couch because I do live with someone who's immunosuppressed and therefore it would have been highly irresponsible of me to go into a large group gathering and perhaps take anyway home. you don't look each your own it's a personal but thing but you can make it a manly issue judging. if you want no you were I'm you not were judging. clearly judging you were clearly judging. judging and you were being and I'm sorry for the viewers out there this does have listeners you know, uh, listeners out there this does have a parental guidance viewer MA, sticker on it plus. MA if you want to be a fucktard like that, you go ahead. You go right ahead. But you know what? You know, I, I live and die by the Raiders, and unfortunately on that occasion, I had to put things first. Anyway. And, and one of them's my family. The point I was making, you know, before you try to lay on some sort of guilt trip, the point it I was making... some sort of guilt trip. Just let me finish, okay? The point I was making was that, you know, the 30-second the scrum buzzer, mm. it went off a couple of times Did during you? the match uh, after the scrum had already been played or the whatever, the referees just totally ignored it. But it was freaking loud. Yeah, it's a big loud. It was it came, really, it was really, really, it was louder than it's ever been before. Came through very clearly on the telecast as well. Yeah, me horrible. Me. Yeah, yeah, and, horrible. and clearly late as well, which was very, very interesting. Very interesting. Now, um, we had some stuff from Ricky in the press conference. Uh, yes, now, people that listened to the first episode of, or the last episode. The droves this, of you. Yes, for this season. The numbers are up. People love. very excited, people. It's, it's good to be on an upward trajectory. Anyway. <laughs> They would have heard that there has been a bit of a beef developing. Or a beef... It's been going on for a while and it really bubbled over. And, and the beef I'm talking about is the beef between myself and Coach Ricky. And now during the week, I actually got a text, a texter from Ricky. And he said, we need to meet. We've got to get together. How about we go for a beer? We can sort of sort this out man to man. And look, I said, okay, I'll go. But I need the pork to come along as well to act as a mediator in case things get too heated. And you were there. We, we arranged to meet at a unnamed ethnic soccer club on the south side mm-hmm. well, we went there and we, we had a few beers and look things got heated at times but you know in the end um, we're both big enough and um, ugly enough to sort of you know admit that neither of us is perfect you know we both can fly off the handle at various times we're both hotheads there was a meeting of the minds in the end because we you as you pointed out to both of us we're Raiders men through and through green to the core and you know what's best for the team is, is best for all of us so once we got past all that stuff, you know, we had a few goes on the pokies and, you know, you got a feature on Queen of the Nile. I did get a feature yeah. on Queen of the Nile. It was, it was a good time by all. And we got onto the subject of how's George Williams going to go, going to go in the season. And he had a bit to say on it. And in fact, he actually talked about this conversation um, in the press conference. So I'll just, I'll just play a bit of the press conference. And so when, you'll know that he's referring to his night he had out with us, so... Just having a beer with some mates through the week. They were asking about George Williams, and you know, I, I see so much at training where you know, obviously your mates and the fans don't. Uh, I'm really excited by having Jack. Uh, sorry, uh, George. You motherfucker! Get his name right. <laughs> I take it all back. The guy's an idiot. Okay, but that does bring me back to something that, uh, in fact, uh, makes me a little bit. Uh, Hot under the collar, and in fact, Blake, you might say it grinds my gears. 
You know what really grinds my gears? And you know what grinds my gears, Blake? There's so much to choose from right now. Being called, as we got in the responses to episode 33, or one of season 2020, uh, Ricky's boy and Ricky's bitch. <laughs> because of my continued, unabashed and firm support for Ricky Stewart as coach and the decisions he makes and my 100% backing for what he does and how he does it in public. And you know what? I am completely happy with my stance on that because, you know what, and all this goes out to all those people, including yourself, Blake, who have given me crap from my position of my 100% support of our coach, is that none of you have the qualifications he had. None of you have won grand finals of players. None of you have won the Dally M for player of the year. None of you have won the Dally M for uh, halfback yeah, of the year. Is, None is... of you have coached teams to grand final success or even got them into grand finals. None of you have played for Australia. None of you have played for New South Wales. My man Richard, my man Richard Stewart, he has done all of those things and he's in charge of this team and he's put this team together and he's taken this team to places where four years ago none of us would bloody dreamed. You know, if we had dreamed, we would have woken up and figured out we had a hole in our waterbed and then realised we didn't have a waterbed. You know, that's that's the level of dream it would have been to get to this level now. So the fact that I give him 100% support, which is what you really should do in an organisation, you should always put 100% support and be positive, is something I'm freaking proud of. My question to you people, and I'm not going to swear, although I really wanted to, I've already done a swear so far on this thing, is why aren't you backing Ricky 100%? What do you think you're achieving? What do you think you're achieving by bagging him out and questioning what the great man thinks? He's listening. He's getting information from people. He hears comments where they're coming back and feedback they get, and he takes them into account. But here's the thing. Nothing is going to be achieved by hacking away at the bloke who's actually got us the position we are in now. I see no point to it. And all of you people who do see point of it, I want you to reflect very closely on your lives because right now, I'm not sure they're heading in the right direction. Yes, I am Ricky's boy or bitch, whatever you care to say. I am his man, 100% rusted on, and there's nothing freaking wrong with that. My question is to you is if you're a Raider supporter, why aren't you? Because you know what? I don't know. And it grinds my gears. So there you go. I've got that off my chest now. Yeah. Someone's, someone's, you know, that's been simmering all week, hasn't it? Yeah, it has. It has. All year. Yeah, it's been simmering for a quite Look, a while. I love Ricky, you know. And I, I definitely agree that the team is, you know, clearly we're a lot better off than we were before he joined the club. Right. I mean, you know, just because I don't have those qualifications, though, doesn't mean I shouldn't be able to express an opinion. In the same way, I'm not putting my hand up to be Prime Minister of Australia today, tomorrow, anytime soon. I still feel as though I, I am right to have an opinion on how Scott Morrison's doing his job. That's true, and I hear what you're saying, and what as I suggest... As a taxpayer, in the same way as a member of the organisation. And all I'm saying is what you need to do is, rather than throwing Spanish from the sidelines in the cheap seats, you find a respectful way to personally feed into Richard, because he likes that sort of well, thing. Well, it's all his fault, because he started in the first place. What do you mean he started in the first place? He didn't invite me to the thing, the opening. Oh, you're still sore about that. That wasn't him. He doesn't make the guest list for that. That's Jason Matthew and Ben Pollock. You got a problem with that? Wankers. That's who we go to go to. Wankers. No, they're good blokes. They're very good blokes. They just got an extensive list and they don't think of you and me as crudderhounds as people that need to go to those things. I will be making it clear if I ever get near a football ground ever again that we expect to come in the future. But they'll probably say not after the shot that Blake's been saying. <laughs> you can come, Blake's not welcome. No, well, they're not going to say that. They're going to tar me with the same freaking brush. So now you've lost me my opportunity as well. 
<laughs> right, yeah. Gold Coast. Let's talk about some football, shall we? Because we yes. actually saw some, and I didn't think we were going to for a while there last the, week. The start of the match, the first 30 minutes was as a perfect start mm. to a round one game as you could have. Whether, you know, you look at how, uh, you know, the benchmark sides are undoubtedly the Roosters and the Storm, mm. and that's the sort of football they would play 30 minutes of round one. Mm. Just committed, drive it up, kick to the corners, good chase, mm. no mistakes. The first 30 minutes, we were unstoppable. Oh, I thought we were brilliant. And I thought Jack Whiten's kicking, the one, the, the kick that he did that actually held up in the end goal, like yeah. spun back on itself and sat there. Gee, that was good. And we got the the the, uh, the penalty awarded because he was held back. Bryce Cartwright, yeah. one of the only tackles he made in the match, um, yeah. held him back in that. I, I, mean, I Jack, actually thought that was a generous it was. penalty. It was right in front of me. And uh, it, it's one of those ones. There wasn't a whole lot in it. But, but again, as, maybe as the crowd, Jack. I think the crowd did boo loud and longly. Yeah. And again, that's longly. probably, well, long, loud and long, strongly, whatever. Um, that was one where the crowd probably helped us get a penalty in that situation. Yeah, and I'm sure. And, and we're going to be finding out what, what that looks like. But the good was, Jack looked fantastic. At half time, he was, in my mind, the best player in the world, bar none. Yeah, you were. He came out in the second half. Kick the ball out in the form and ah, oh, that's the old Jack. <laughs> that's the old that's Jack, the Jack we know. Like. Look, look, and I want to want to go back, and I know I've said this before, but the second half, when things were looking a little bit challenged last week, when things were looking like we're twelve points in front, but that can evaporate any moment now. It looked like it was going to. Who stood up strong again? Who the the unthanked the you know the the man the engine room of our team stood up. Elliot Whitehead. Elliot Whitehead. Two points in the Dalian, so you know he did. People maybe heard your call. Caught the ball from Bryce Cartwright's chip. He caught the ball and then took the ball fifty meters upfield, outpacing a whole lot of people he shouldn't have been able to outpace. He was completely gassed after that, but the game turned on that. And once more, for mine, the three points in that match went to E Whitehead. E Whitehead. That's where I saw it. He was bloody brilliant. And mm. if it sounds like I love Elliot Whitehead, it's because I do. Yeah. Jack Whiten was was the man of the match and rocketed right into into the calculation to be the Blues number six if and when a State of Origin series uh, does yeah. actually end up happening. Uh, and look, yeah, if it if it does. And, and this is what um, Peter Volanders is saying when he's saying that the game of rugby league, as he pronounces it, mm. is in all sorts of trouble. The funny thing about the rugby league thing is that he did it on that, that sun, Sunday morning. Yeah. But then he was still doing it on Monday, even though after everyone had pointed out clearly. Yeah, but that's just the way he speaks. And one of the good things about Peter Blanders is he doesn't care what you think. One of the bad He's... things about Peter Blanders is he doesn't care what you think. <laughs> you know, so take from that what you will. Um, ugly from the game. I think ugly from the game was just for a moment there, we all thought, oh, gee, we're not going to lose. I had that sinking feeling. I did and I had the, And sitting at it at, at Bruce, 18-6, you'd think that it was comfortable. But yeah, when they looked not like scoring... And to make it 18-12, the momentum, you could feel the pendulum was potentially swinging because the start of the game, the Gold Coast looked completely outclassed, completely completely blown out of the water. You know, and and Jack White and running between um, Ash Taylor and Bryce Cartwright. I mean, that must be... That's that's money for jam, really. (laughs) It doesn't get much easier than that. No, it's like... And I did compare it to someone, and this is no disrespect for either of these two players because I love them, but seasons ago, I think it was 2012, where we had the twin white headgear of I Sam know. Williams and Jared Croker standing next to it. It's like, you know, it was, it was a, an arrow pointed, you know, aim I your know. attack here. I know. It was like, that's what we used to joke about. It's like, okay, so here's the game plan. Here's the game plan. Run, <laughs> run, there. At, the, run at the white helmets. <laughs> run the white helmets. <laughs> and it worked. <laughs> and it did. And it did work. And, and it was flat track bully stuff, but it did. I'm pleased to say both of those two are much better defenders. But Ash Taylor and Bryce Cartwright were just like, it was a, it was a 
three-lane highway going yeah. through there, really, wasn't it? Um, but that, I mean, that was good. So, I, and I liked that, and I was particularly happy in one respect. In fact, there was a great big reason to be cheerful. Reasons to be cheerful, part three. One, two, three. And you know what that reason to be cheerful? George Williams. George Williams, Georgie boy. As he's been monikered, Britain's beak, because as you may have noticed, Georgie has a little bit of a beak on him. I'll tell you something about George on Friday. He was desperate to score, wasn't he? He, he was, so was so desperate, desperate. to I score on debut. <laughs> but gee, he showed something, didn't he? And what I liked mostly was they kept singling him out one-on-one with big men, and he kept bringing them down. Yeah. Oh, look, he, he um, tackled Kevin Proctor. Mm. You know, I mean, all the time his defence was really impressive. There, there will be more bigger challenges oh, yeah. coming at him from the back row than Kevin Proctor. Like, oh, and Sam like Lissone a... got put one-on-one with him and was basically, as he got the ball, was on top of George. And while George went under him, he grabbed those legs and didn't let him go. And yeah. he brought Lissone down. And if he hadn't at that point... Lissone was pretty close to the line, and it was pretty much a try-saver. I, I'm very impressed with his physically. Defense. Physically, he's got what it takes to make it in the NRL, and he showed that clearly on Friday. I mean, he's not going to be like old Andy Gregory. Yes. Well, the big knock on English players coming over to the NRL is that the forwards traditionally have been successful, yeah. and the backs have, for the most part, failed or been very disappointing. And I pretty much pin that on the fact that with the backs, generally, the ones that have come over specifically using, say, Sam Tompkins as an example. Yep. Great player, but just physically wasn't up to the NRL. Yeah. And um, Zach Hardacre, when he came over as well yep. a couple of years ago, if you actually see him now, he's put on a lot more size than when yep. he came over to the NRL. Like, his legs just look too skinny and he yep. just look too small. Whereas Williams, yes, seems to have the physical yep. capabilities. The other one that people always get to throw in there is um, a case of uh, a back not making it is Jordan Turner. But Jordan Turner... Shouldn't be part of the it equation. It was a different case. And, and, no. look, and he then came on. Go he back came. Ellery Hanley as well. Yeah. Shall we remind people of that? That was pretty impressive. Yeah. Uh, Gary Schofield, Ellery Hanley. Yeah. You know, there's heaps of them. Um, Jim Courier. Yeah. I mean, I know he put through that crappy kick in the '89 Grand Final, but you know, we all appreciate that, don't we? Yeah. Yeah. That was very, very good. Um, but uh, yeah, Georgie was definitely a reason to be cheerful. Um, I was very happy with them when we were up 18-6 but things didn't look so crash hot and we were in front of their sticks I kept thinking why don't we pot the field goal at this stage and put this to bed but then they scored a try and that sort of put it to bed anyway but um, look an 18 point win first up against that opposition you'll take it but it's not a match that's going to go into the highlight reels no, nah, but very few round get, round one games good. And like I say, for the first thirty minutes, it was pretty much perfect, and then oh, yeah. it fell away. But and also we saw um, the way that we thought that we were going to operate and attack <clears throat> with Josh Hodgson as the fulcrum and two running running halves. I think it works well. They ran a lot of traffic at Josh Hodgson. He made forty plus tackles. Yeah. Um, and I think they re- recognise he's the chief playmaker, and they're trying to blunt that. Um, he wore that pretty well. And then with White and and Williams on either side of him. I think that got absorbed a bit. But I do think, and you pointed this out last week, we had a bad record without John Bateman. Um, Johnny Boy Bateman coming back uh, can't happen soon enough. Just his relentless effort in attacking defence really, really takes the ascendancy from sides because he, he grabs it and, and he strings along and he makes sure that it's, you know, that it's in really, really good shape. We weren't surprised too to see that the Corey Horsborough um, smokescreen basically mm. was a smokescreen. I, I, I don't know why. I don't know why. Smoke screens happen. What? I don't know. What's the great man thinking? I don't know. Well, because he likes to keep him guessing, you know. And once more, we here Raiders review with Blake and the Pork throw a hundred percent support behind Ricky Stewart and his methods and, and all his smoke screens. Yeah, whatever the the, thing, you care to call them. His the strategy. Thing, I think some people would call it strategy. 
One thing I will, you know, pay tribute to the great man again. It's contractually obliged to call mm. him the great man at least four times an episode. That was part of our deal we made at the ethnic, uh, yeah, sports club. Anyway, um, having a back on the bench ever since Ricky, because basically when he had four forwards on the bench, there was one forward that he never used. And since the time that he's put Simonson on the bench, and then this time Oldfield, do you know every single week they've actually there's been an injury or reshuffle that's yep. required one of those guys to come in? Yeah, yeah. From the fireworks incident to the um, HIA for yep. chance. Yeah. Every week we've actually had to need it. So I think moving forward, we're going to see one bank on the Which bench. Which then brings to this week's match, Ryan Sutton's back from his suspension. He's on the extended bench. Is he going to play? I don't or think is so. Is Oldie going to go through? I don't think so. I'd keep Oldie on the bench. I, the only possibility would be I'd see, and I don't think that it should be the case, but maybe Havili would drop off the bench in place of Sutton. Havili did really well last I know, week. But he, I he, he, always, he always seems to do well, but for whatever reason, he seems to be the odd man out when they're dropping someone from the bench. It seems to be Havili. Sutton may come in for the very fact that he can just slot straight into lock and and make that position very like he's a lock forward that's what he is he's a lock forward he'll make those tackles he'll he'll play that sort of game he's not a lock in the form that um Tarpanay is or Bateman when he plays there and uh, he's more your workhorse yeah. power through the work but he's good you know like he's very good he may come in from that I think Ricky's going to be very very you know averse to changing a winning team and mm. I think you're right about Oldfield he came on and he did exactly what we knew he could do and he was great I kind of think that just like he he great energy, great runs. Mm. He's big, he's fast. Um, he probably could have got, scored in the corner, I reckon, if he'd gone low. Yeah, I think a more seasoned, accomplished winger yep. might have been able to dive in on that one where he got bundled out, bundled out. Maybe, possibly, maybe. I, look, I think Michael Oldfield's made pretty much every place to winner with the club. Every time, every oh, time has. we put a challenge in front of him, he he's pretty much raised to it, and he's been very, very good. Um, I, I'm very happy with him still being on the bench. I'm happy with sticking with the side. I'm a bit disappointed for Ryan Sutton um, missing out. But having said that, changing a winning team. Yeah. Not the other one we I'm should talk about, Emre Gula. Oh, yeah. I thought he was outstanding. He was absolutely... That, that move where he put Whitehead in for that last beautiful. try, it was gorgeous. It, but the thing was, it wasn't just that he knew how to do it, knew what he had to do. It's how well he did it. Yeah. Like, he didn't just run into that gap, onto that ball at speed, as he did, which was brilliant, close to the line, and necessarily draw the defence. But he also did it at exactly the right time, ran it right at the angle to bring those two players in because he ran right in between them. And the moment they were committed, he passed that ball to Elliot Whitehead, who only had Ash Taylor. And that was nothing. Yeah. It, because by that stage, Taylor had that short, sore shoulder. And it, it was a beautiful moment. But And another thing, I know pretty much all the kicks were easy, but Toots... Four from four. That's got to be nice. Um, but we're up against the Warriors this weekend at Rabina, which is an interesting, interesting place. With in no front fans. Of, in front of no crowds. That's actually their second home, though. When they play yeah, the is. Titans uh, on the Gold Coast, there's more, you watch those games, there's more people cheering more Kiwis, for that's for the, right. Yeah. But there's going to be no fans. So we're going to find out how teams run with or without fans in front of them. They're not going to have Hiku or Herbert, which are, Hiku's a big out for them. Hickey's not one that they're going to be able to, to, to cover for. And they sucked first up. Did you watch their match oh, last week? Terrible. That's but, what I was thinking. If, if if they were to withdraw from the competition yeah, and uh, we were just to make them forfeit each week, yeah, it wouldn't be that much difference from the round one, which they pretty much forfeited. Right, that I mean, was, rough, rough conditions. Interesting game. It was rough conditions. Having said that, every opportunity they may or may not have had, they managed to stuff. Yeah. Um, they found a way to not they're score going backwards. tries, which should have been scored. Um but and look, the Knights weren't good. 
the night. Mitch one. Barnett was very was good. good. Yeah, he was good. I was going to actually introduce Palin. a new. I was going to introduce oh Ponga, yeah, good new segment this week. Yeah, former Raider Watch. Former Raider Watch. Yeah, so so. Uh, Mitch Barnett Mitch, was okay. No, he's great. He's great. I. It's a bit of a stretch, but if he was in a Blues jumper, he wouldn't be totally out of place. Oh my, a bit of a stretch. Speaking of someone a else, bit of a stretch. Okay, That's a, bit, a stretch okay. like you say when you take out your intestines, they go to the moon and back. That's how much of a stretch no, that he's is. He's good. He's good. He, obviously, I think there were he didn't want to be at the club or there were personality issues or, or whatever else. But God, he gives 100% that guy. Well, that was the Joe Tarpanay swap, wasn't it? Yeah. And, you know, would you go back on that? No, but I'd, I'd, I'd still, it's Mitch Barnett would still be handy. The other one, did you see the Souths game? Did you see Liam Knight's game? Uh, yeah, yeah. Genuine lock. Yeah, yeah, look, and he did some great things, and he did some crap things. Yeah, but he when he dropped the ball, he then, like, two minutes later to make up for it, went and absolutely smashed Wade Graham. Yeah. And, and I've never seen Wade Graham smash like that. Yeah, but... Wade, He's normally the one dishing it out. Wade Graham was out there on his own in that match. He really was. It was it was unfair on him. I mean, Cronulla's, Cronulla's just Elmick struggling this just, year. Okay, so quickly covering off the rest of former Raider Watch, uh, Paul Vaughan and Edric Lee, both pretty good. Yeah, they were very good. Paul Josh, Vaughan especially. Yeah, Josh Dugan and Shannon Boyd. Well, Shannon Boyd was nowhere to be MIA, seen. MIA, no, Josh Dugan didn't play either, but he might be back this week. But anyway, that's enough about Josh Dugan. We don't need to talk about him. No, we don't. What we can talk about, though, Jordan Rapana. 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 How soon they forget. <laughs> and there's a place for him. There's a place oh, for him. Oh, we'd love to have him in the list right now. I was now. devastated to see him go. Yeah, well, if, if the rumours are true and he's going to come back, I don't I don't know. Uh, it wasn't a, a question we raised with uh, the coach, um, but um, I couldn't imagine he wouldn't want a, a player of that you know, no, and, and although initially the NRL uh, were saying that they didn't really want a player going over to top up their deal in Japanese rugby and then come back, I think under the circumstances... Well, and I also think it doesn't really matter what they think they're going over and topping up the deal. If he comes back before June the 30th... Well, that's what I always we said. Can si- we can sign up a player. That's I, if you've I, got a spot on your roster and yeah. You've got a spot on your roster, you can do it. We've got a spot on our roster, we can do it. But do we have we got thirty players on the roster? Currently? Sebastian Chris has been stood down. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, I believe we do in fact yeah. have a spot at this stage on the roster um, for him, depending on whether he can come back or not. But I I haven't heard anything uh, there one way or another. Um, the team lists for for this weekend: um, Roger Tuivasa Sheck at the back. We all know how good he is, and he touched us up last time. We got Pompey on one wing, who uh, famously got the. Uh, uh, the Hudson Young suspension was to do with in that last match. We got Ken Malmoy. What Whatever happens on the field stays on the field. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> Doesn't. Um, uh, Malmoy on the other wing. So good wingers, but Fusatua has moved off the wing into the centres to cover for Hicko. We'll, let's see how he goes there. Oh, I, mean, I think he'll go very well. He's a great player. Yeah. Adam Kieran's the other centre. I don't know too much about him. No. They've got Chanel uh, Harris-Tavita at six. Now, we know he's an electric player. Can he stand up in defence? We don't know about that, but in attack, he's certainly got a lot. Blake Green might be 470 years old, but he played, He was one of the only things about the Warriors last week that was he good. Looks, he, he looks... He kicked a 40-20 and he didn't miss his tackles. He looks as though he's moving about as fast as um, Jason Smith was in 2005. Yeah, and how good was Jason Smith yeah, in 2005? Yeah, but he's not as good. He's not as good. Uh, we've got Leeson Armour and Lachlan Burr in the front row. Leeson Armour is a great player for mine. When he's on, he's fantastic. Uh, Wade Egan's the, the hooker. He's got a very... Pretty average. He's pretty got average a player. very seedy pimp mo. I yeah. want people to have a look for that. I really enjoyed it. Nothing against him, but he's not. he's not a... He's not a world beater. We've got Katoa and Tohu Harris in the second row. We've got Adam Blair at lock. He's he's a known quantity. On the bench, they've got number 14 at Cody Nicarima. Now, he can do stuff in attack, but defensively, I just don't know. 
Uh, Tonoa Brown is on the bench. You know, I look at I look at the Warriors team, and um, as Isaiah Papali'i, yeah, they're your le- favorite, and a guy called and I can't say his last name, Vuni Awa. King is his first name as well. There you go. So he's more, he looks more Fijian that name. I don't know, but yeah, he, I think it's more of a Fijian. He looks like a big unit, and we'll be interested to see what's happening. But I look at the Warriors team, and um, you think about some of the players that they've let go in recent times. Oh yeah. And I just want, how are they spending their money now? Who's actually know. getting, apart from RTS, who's on a million dollars a season? Yep. Yep. Who's getting money? I don't know. It's it's actually hard to work out who the who else. Who, there, who's who, actually getting money? Yeah. It was like in 1990 when they actually finally got up who'd um, who'd broken the salary cap the worst in 1991, where the Raiders were basically pilloried for you know cheating their way, and it turned out we were only the first, about fifth worst for breaking it. The Wooden Spooners for 1991 were Parramatta Eels, yeah. and they had broken it the worst. Oh, it's off in the way. When Carlton, remember they got done for... Yeah, yeah. yeah they were... They were shocking. Not that we it's, want to talk about AFL no. here, but if we're going to bag out Carlton, I'm on board. So that's very, very good. Um, our side is unchanged from last week. Uh, CNK, Simonson, Kotrick on the wings. Curtis Scott, what do you think of Curtis Scott last week? Oh, he was good. Look, he had limited opportunities in Missed a few tackles for, Mern, for mine. Yeah, yeah, some of his power runs, were, as Ricky said, some of his power runs were good. Good, but look, and here's the thing going forward for sides playing the Gold Coast Titans. Philip Sammy, he's not going to pass and he is going to step off the left foot. Okay? That's what he's going to do. All right? So bear that in mind whenever you're marking up against him. He's they not going looked, to pass. He's going to step off his, they his left foot. They looked so much better when um, Brian Kelly came on the field. Yeah. And Peachy moved, was roaming around the middle. And, and Brian Peachy Kelly... is a 5'8". I know. He just is. He's a 5'8". He's a good player. He's one... Look, you know, if he's, if he's the most talented player on your team... Have him in the middle where Put he's getting the, the ball. Six jumper. As yeah. soon as he was in the six jumper, how much better do they look? And then amazing. Brian Kelly is Yeah, he's meat not, potatoes, he's not, but he's decent. No, he's not and he's not that big for a center. In the no. in the in twenty twenty, from what we expect from a center, he's not that big, but he was running with some yeah. heat. He had some meaning. Oh, some heat. He brought the heat. Yeah. Yeah, nice, nice. But um look. The question is, will the Warriors suck again? I don't think they will. I think they like playing against us. I don't think they'll they'll put up the the, the white flag. We can't afford to put up another second half like we did. No. We need to get these two points, especially if the season's going to be going on hold or hiatus. We'll need everything we've got. We'll up learn a lot flag. about the character of the Warriors mm. team for 2020 in this match because it's like one of those things where um, the coach gets sacked. Mm. And whether it's sometimes teams, as soon as the coach gets sacked, they come out and win and they look really good. But some teams... A la the Raiders in twenty thirteen. Yeah, when um, yeah when Ferner went and Dunham came yeah, in, we, we just kept we kept thing. on losing. <laughs> yeah, we yeah, sucked yeah. even more. You know when we got rid of Ferner, we were actually still in the eight. That's not right, is it? Yeah, it is. We were still in the eight. We we just got a smacking from Melbourne sixty eight four, but we were still actually at that point in the eight when we met them. And then after that, we slid right down, yeah. right down the thing. Um, but Dunham, I think we lost five straight. I just remember reading the paper that Dunerman thought said that maybe he was the man that was going to keep Milford mm. at the Raiders due to their relationship. Anyway, didn't pan out. Probably the best for all parties. Oh, I think. That, well, maybe not for Milford. Certainly for us. Yep. That that opened that that whole area opened up a real Pandora's box of us going on our current recruitment, which I think has been bloody brilliant. So I'm yeah. very happy with it. Um, Blake, was there anything that uh, may have made you want to go on the burst? <laughs> Well, Blake on the Burst this week is I don't about... think I said that right. I that no, that was good. No, I actually preferred that. Mix it up. It was like the remix. Uh, Blake on the Burst this week is about COVID-19. COVID-19. The coronavirus. Uh, we've tried not to make the whole show about it. No. 
We have. But I'm pretty upset about the coronavirus. You know why? Why? I can't remember the last time I was as confident as I am after round one of a season. Yeah. Thinking this could be our year. Oh, yeah. We haven't had a better chance oh, to win a premiership. Yep. Preach. I mean, round one last year, we were sort of maybe wanting to get our hopes up a little bit, but I don't think the anticipation level wasn't anywhere no. near where it is now. No, and when Georgie Williams came up like he did last week, you think, ah, oh, damn it. This could be the year. Yep. This could be the year. But then it just seems... I just get this feeling that we're cursed. Yeah. We can't have nice things. No. <laughs> we're like, we're, we're, like, we're nice like Red Sox fans, you know? 86 years or whatever it was, mm. they went without a... Mm. I mean, it's only been 26 years for us, but... Mm. It's been if long the season get If the season gets cancelled... Oh, yeah, look. And, and this will be the one we think about. This is the one that got away. There was once upon a time I used to watch the replays of the 89, 90 and 94 Grand Finals, and they'd still give me a, a good feeling for them, but they don't keep me warm anymore. No, you know they don't. They don't give me anything like they do, apart from a, a touch of nostalgia. You know they don't. They're, they're nothing to brag about because no one cares. You know they, they've gone that far behind. They're just historical footnotes. And we do have something, and I, I think one of the reasons why so many of the people are upset about it is because of exactly that. And look, people have been saying that rugby league would die. You know, would go down unless they get government assistance. Let me let me assure you, people at home listening. Rugby league will not die. Rugby league. <laughs> You'll live take, on in our hearts. It, it might no. It might take a different form. It might be run by a different mob. But the NRL is just the most recent mob. Before them was the ARL. Before that was the New South Wales Rugby League. Before that was the New South. Uh, I can't remember what it was. But there's been. It's gone by many different names. The competition. It's been run by many different organisations. It may take place on different fields. It may take place at different you know levels and you know whatever but it will always come back and the thing is because we love our football we love our sport so don't don't buy into this if the nrl goes down it dies they're just a commercial organization that is running an entertainment product they don't live and breathe the clubs like we do and if you live and breathe the club then you're going to support the club which brings us to another thing that blake is on the burst about and grinds my gears is people asking for their membership money back blake well i actually made a meme about this during the weekend I, I used Bob Hawke, you did. anyone that, you know, is a bum. So anyone that cancels Raiders membership, asks to cancel Raiders membership, is a bum. And look, 95% of people thought it was quite funny and were in support of it. But I did get a bit of a backlash. You did. And there are some people who said, look, you know what, if you've got, you know, extreme circumstances and you desperately need the money. Fair enough. Fair enough. If people are really struggling, yeah. well, that is understandable. That but is. also, if you're really struggling and, you know, a couple hundred dollar membership is the difference between your children going hungry. Reach out to the club. Reach out to the Canberra Raiders family. I'm sure people will get around and support you. But what I'm talking about is someone just going, you know, I'm in the public service and now they've cancelled the game so I'm just going to ask for my money back. It doesn't work like that. No. At the start of the year, I pay for a membership. Whether I'm going to attend all those games mm. in that year, which... I usually do, mm, you do, or not, I'm not really factoring it in that way. Mm. I'm thinking this is about my lifelong commitment to the club. It is. You know, and, and if there's ever a time... And money. Yeah, if there's ever a time the club needs the support and the money, it's, it's now. now. So stick solid, people. Stick solid. Stick solid. And if you're not already a member and you're interstate or anything else, sign up. Sign Send up. Send them 50 bucks. Throw them in. It's all going to help. It really is. It because really is. if you're on the phones at Raiders HQ and you've got a bunch of people from interstate or anywhere else, overseas, whatever, ringing up and saying they want to pledge $50, it's going to make the morale around the place a lot better than mm. getting a whole bunch of calls from people saying, I want to cancel my membership. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we'll hold you open to derision as well. And look, Blake and I don't agree on a whole lot, do we, Blake? No. But we agree on this one. So we're either completely wrong or completely right. And you make the decision, but we're judging you. Anyway, you have been listening to the third most popular uh, Raiders podcast on the internet. Um, Oh, we actually, before I do this, we do have a fan of the week. And this fan of the week, before we go, is Green Eyed Pie at Brewski. 003. A long-time listener, long-time contributor as well. Um, yeah, great. Keep listening to the podcast. Um, we really appreciate your support. And people get behind him on Twitter and follow him. But again, you have been listening to the third most popular Raiders podcast on the internet. And we uh, hope you've enjoyed it. And we will talk at you again soon. Over and out. Oh, and don't forget to wash your damn hands. Break out the ball. Oh!